Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the great themes of the book of Proverbs, as we have been talking about them every Wednesday evening, is the reliance or the presumption that there is Not only wisdom to be had, to be sought, but it's something that you are to gather from your parents, from your grandparents, from your family. Unfortunately, I would say just in the past few generations, really, this is not the presupposition anymore. It is not the presupposition that you're going to get wisdom from your parents and grandparents as part of a broader cultural drift where we have in many, many, many ways, I'll underline bold, italicized many, moved past wisdom to technology or techne or technique. So, of course, we have youth culture because older folks can't keep up with the technology. Whether or not it's wise to keep up with the technology is not even really asked. It is generally that wisdom is now something that is put to the side because wisdom doesn't really gain you money per se. Wisdom does not help you uh, learn how to navigate the new social medias, how to connect and network, etc. Now, there is a kind of wisdom that exists. It's usually in the self-help aisle uh, or on YouTube where you are getting aspects of bits of advice, of wisdom, but most of the time, what is that wisdom? It's not actually hard-earned wisdom. It's life hacks, right? It's techniques. It's new technology. It is things that you learn in order to find shortcuts. Proverbs deeply meditates upon the relationship of fathers with their children, and mothers with their children. I've talked about Lady Wisdom, Dame Folly, and this evening I want to hit a little bit more on fathers. This is a strong subject throughout Proverbs. You've probably heard this proverb before, Give me, son, your heart, and may your eyes keep my ways. This is, you could read this as God talking to his children, but this is a father talking to his son. The giving of the son, the son in his heart to the father, so that the son can look after and tend to the ways that the father has set. Because it's not the father who set the ways. These were the ways of his father. This is the ways of his father before him. This was the ways not just of the fathers, but this is the ways of the mothers, the grandmothers, the great-grandmothers. This was the path of wisdom. This is, for us, uh, a challenge. Partly because we're now enough generations ago, even if we are starting to... uh, let's say, get closer to our reward, let's put it that way, it's already that our parents' generation had given up on a lot of these paths of wisdom. We're now three, four, five generations ago 
from the wisdom of our fathers, depending on who you're talking about. I'm talking about generally an average here. Maybe a few or one or two generations away. Proverbs gives a challenge for us because many of us maybe feel like we didn't have fathers or mothers to give us wisdom because they had already spurned the wisdom of their fathers and mothers before them. But Proverbs puts before us not only the challenge for ourselves, but the challenge for ourselves in the different roles that we play. To become a father means you have to be a son first. And if you don't have a father or a mother to look up to, then we have to look somewhere else. This is where the wisdom of the church, if you have St. Ignatius Branchinov, I'm probably completely butchering the pronunciation of his last name, so forgive me. Uh, he talks about in the spiritual life where there are no more fathers, there's no more elders, God-bearing elders. So what does he have to do? And what does he encourage people to do? Go back to the books. Go back to the wisdom. And so when we look through Proverbs, we need to think about our various roles that we play in our lives. Not just our relationship with God, which is primary, but our relationship in the roles that God has ordained for us to play. Proverbs 24 and verse 1, this is a word from a father to his son. Son, do not be jealous of evil men, or long to be with them, for their heart meditates on false things, and their lips talk of troubles. One of the great failures of looking towards wisdom, desiring wisdom, is that we've lost the long perspective, the long game. We play for the short. We play for immediacy. We play for maybe the next generation. We don't really think about it. This, is, of course, goes back to what I was saying at the very beginning, that we don't look to wisdom. We look to technique. We look to technology. We look to quick fixes, band-aids, life hacks. They even call it spiritual technology. You can find this. Kabbalah talks about itself as spiritual technology. We have before us the call of a father to his son. Do not be jealous of evil men or long to be with them. The desire to be like others, the jealousy of evil men is because we want what they have. Who does not want the great riches that can come from following all of the shortcuts? Or the power, the prestige, the sex appeal, whatever it is that can come from the desire to be like the world. Because a father telling his son, do not be jealous of that. He's telling him, because look at what your grandfather did. Look at what and think of what your grandson did can do and will do, and the faithfulness, the wisdom, the virtue that he will embody because of the decisions you make today. This is why throughout the Proverbs, it's littered all sorts of little sayings about power, about sex, about money, 
about violence, about the wisdom of playing, I'm going to say playing the long game, which is really investing, putting your head down and doing the right thing instead of the shortcut. Because who's not jealous of the ability to earn, to get all the things that you want immediately? The proverb moves on to talk about the evil men. Their heart meditates on false things and their lips talk of troubles. Their heart had meditated on all sorts of false things. So, of course, their mouth is going to reflect the false things. Their lips will constantly talk of trouble. This is why from the very beginning of Proverbs, when there is money to be made, there is violence to follow it. Where there is desire for power, there is usually slander. Where there is desire to be desirable, there is all sorts of false talk. It is all talk, and I know that we've met these folks and let these kind of ways of talking come through our own lips. It's all talk and there's no substance. The sluggard, Proverbs tells us, makes excuses and says a lion is in the way and murderers are in the streets. I love this one. The sluggard says there's lions out there and there's murderers everywhere. What is it? There's a truth. There's lions out there. There's murderers out there. The sluggard, though, he says this because he's like, I don't want to do anything. I'm going to take something that's real, that has a risk assessment attached to it, and I'm going to blow it up. And I'm going to make an excuse. Because if I was to actually work, if I was to actually try to do something, I might meet a lion. Somebody may murder me. But the sluggard, he's talking false. He is exploding instead of dealing with reality instead of taking on the responsibilities he is looking every which way to make an excuse to lay back in bed turn off things and tune out the world we are called to a high calling in following jesus christ we are called as sons and daughters to look to our fathers and mothers and then to take on the responsibilities of being fathers and mothers. Whether or not we have our own children in our communities, we can operate and should operate as the New Testament talks about the old teaching the young, the young looking to the elders for the wisdom that they have earned because wisdom doesn't come through life hacks. I'm not against life hacks. There's really great things you can learn about cooking and all sorts of that. The point is, there is much to gather from those who have suffered. There is incredible wisdom that can be gained by, as the Proverbs talk about, observing the eternal boundaries of our fathers and our grandparents and our great-grandparents and going back. This is what tradition is. It is life-giving. It is the good life. That we look and play and live our lives for the long haul, for the long game, for eternity, for the sake of our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, or our nephews, our nieces, those who will come here in two or three generations 
and struggle and live out the gospel here in Knoxville and Oak Ridge and East Tennessee. This means for us to reimagine the good life away from the evil men and all the shortcuts that are presented to us. And of course, behind all of this, it requires us to be courageous. It takes courage to opt for wisdom instead of technique. It takes courage to not meditate on false things, but to struggle for the things that are good and true and beautiful. This is being courageous and act according to the truth means not running our mouths, not complaining, not whining, not slandering, not seeking power, money, etc. This is the good life. It is counterintuitive unless we look especially to the cross. This is the life of wisdom that we can give if we seek it out and God blesses us in our seeking. In the name of the Father and the Son,